Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. So there are only a few full-time professional magicians in this country and I'm sitting here with one of them right now. He's based just down the road in Gloucestershire. He specialises in close-up magic at weddings, corporate events, Christmas parties and trade shows. In a career spanning over a decade, his highlights include performing in Venice, Italy, Madrid, Spain, and in 2019 on stage at the Everyman Theatre in Cheltenham as part of the sellout magic show An Evening of Deception. Passing his audition in 2012 to join the world-famous Magic Circle, he enjoys entertaining at over 100 weddings a year and is well-known in local venues. He is Richard Parsons. Hello, Richard. Morning, Dan. Thanks for having me in your lovely studio. It's a pleasure. Thanks very much for coming in. Uh, I really appreciate your time and and everything. Um, We've sort of known, kind of known each other for a number of years haven't we because yeah I on and off for, of, uh, for years probably sort of over social media isn't it maybe? yeah i think so yeah yeah because I, I sort of did a couple of weddings early on in my career until yeah. i decided that it wasn't the right thing for me um and sort of went into some of those wedding groups and that sort of thing and, yeah but we've never actually met so uh, no it's good, no good, it's, good been, it's been a nice morning so uh yeah thanks <laughs> for having me in your your cool studio as we were looking at all the equipment weren't we and the cameras and <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no it's a pleasure it's a pleasure um so just before we get started, you're at gloucestershiremagician.com? Uh, .co.uk. Oh, .co.uk. Yeah, gloucestershiremagician.co.uk. Okay, all right. Um, yeah. And that's the best place for people to come and find you? Yeah, so web- website, uh, also Instagram is probably the social media that I use the most. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well, but my Instagram is at glossmagician. Glossmagician, okay, so that's a good place for people to contact yeah, so, you, see um, what you're up to. Yeah, I, I get direct messages from Instagram uh, every day, so that's a really easy way of yeah, contacting yeah. me on my website. My, my email's on my website, so that's okay. an easy way of... How do you find it, like, managing uh, messages on Instagram? Because I always find it's one of those ones like uh, WhatsApp where you can't read it and then write and then uh, mark it as unread so that you remember to come back to it. Yeah, it can get, <laughs> it can get tricky. I mean, basically, I use my phone to... Um, I have a, I use the reminders app on my phone and okay, I have different yeah. categories. Okay. So I have a you know a category for invoices that haven't been paid yet or booking yeah. forms that haven't been returned yet so I can chase people. Okay. Um yeah. and yeah I, I just put it in as a reminder, you know, make sure I reply to that message or something because okay. like you say yeah. otherwise they disappear down the list and they Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not yeah. careful. Yeah, and then you get yeah, you get to it and you're like, "Oh, didn't reply." Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Okay. Um, so, okay, GloucestershireMagician.co.uk and uh, an Instagram GlossMagician is yeah. the best places. Cool. Okay. So, have you always been uh, uh, Gloucestershire based? Or? Yeah. So, I was born in uh, Churchdown, obviously uh-huh. near uh, near Gloucester. Yeah. Uh, my dad was in the forces, so we moved around quite a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but we kept being posted back to Gloucestershire. So, okay. um, I would consider Gloucestershire as, as home, really, even though right. we, we moved around quite a bit, had a stint in Belgium at one point, okay, um, right. and also Portsmouth, so I've got uh, connections with Portsmouth, uh, but yeah, Gloucester is my sort of 
what what I would consider my home Feels city. Like yeah. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So were you sort of moving schools and things when you were a kid? And yeah, I, I did a little bit when I was younger, and then when I was a teenager, I went to boarding school. Okay. Um, just down the road, so that was a little bit easier, and then yeah, I would yeah. go home, obviously, in the holidays. Just to keep some consistency. Yeah, just to keep and consistency, and that worked. That worked really well. Yeah, yeah just nice, yeah. normal, happy childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, enjoyed school and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't great at school. I wasn't. I wasn't great <laughs> at academics. You know, I've, yeah. I've got teenage boys now, and uh, I can't do their homework, Dan. Right. Okay. I, I look at it, and I just don't even understand it. <laughs> so hopefully, I'm not the only parent that uh, that, no, that is sure like that. Not. You know, they don't come to me for help anymore. Put it that way. <laughs> uh, so I enjoyed school, but I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't great at exams. So, yeah, you know, yeah. just got a few mixed qualifications. Okay, I could, I've got this vision of them coming to to you with like a hard maths problem, and you're sort of like uh, distracting them with a magic trick. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even look at it because uh, they they are very good at maths. Yeah, and uh, you know they'll, they'll write on their whiteboard some equation or something. I don't even understand the question yeah, to be yeah. honest. So uh, <laughs> I'll leave them to it. They're much cleverer than I am. <laughs> so, uh, so what what did you do out of school then? What uh, what were your, what was your sort of route after school? Yeah, so after school I went to um, art college. So art was a big thing. So I went okay. to Portsmouth Art College as it okay. was then. I think it's now uh, Portsmouth University. I think it all okay. got amalgamated, but it was Portsmouth Art College. Yeah. Um, and then I did graphic design for a few years. Oh, right. Um, and then just before Magic, my main uh, career was as a therapist. Oh, right, okay. Uh, so I did therapy for about 14 years, had an office in Cheltenham. Okay. And at the time, Magic was just a hobby. But then right. what, what started to happen over a few years is that I would get more and more phone calls and emails about Magic yeah. than therapy. So eventually okay. I closed the, um, the the office down and just okay. uh, became a full-time magician. Oh, cool. Um, so it was a very sort of steady progress. But because I already yeah. had my own business, that was quite helpful because I, I was self-employed anyway. Yeah, you were versed in that side of things. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, business-wise... It was quite an easy transition, yeah, you know, just yeah. to close the office down and stop doing that work and just, you know, carry on getting busier as a magician, really. So, yeah. uh, so what sort of uh, therapy, like? So it was hypnotherapy on? and uh, okay. counselling, CBT, right, uh, okay. mixture of different protocols to help people with anxieties and phobias, fear of flying. A lot of teenagers, I would see, um, right. you know, youngsters with sort of uh, mental health issues with their parents. Right. Uh, okay. And actually, I think. I think that career, being able to talk to people day in, day out, yeah. has really helped me become a busy magician. Yeah, yeah. Um, because obviously performing social skills are a massive part of the job. It's not mm. just about the trick. It's not just about mm. the magic itself. You've got to talk to people at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm glad that my career has happened in that way because I think those years uh, talking to people you know, about all of their problems and helping them and supporting them has made me a, a better magician, I, I would say. Um, yeah. I think anyone that knows me w would say I'm pretty good with people, yeah. you know, pretty sociable, and, and the therapy world, you know, gave me those skills, I think. Yeah, no, I can imagine when you said that, I was thinking, yeah, it's kind of similar sort of, you know, close contact and, yeah. and, and talking to people and managing people. and Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Oh, that's... <laughs> the doorbell's just gone, I'm just going to hit pause. Yeah, yeah. 
Right, we're back. Sorry about that. Uh, parcel delivery. That's it's right. A, it's a real world. <laughs> real world scenario. I, do you know what? In my street, I have parcels every day because the post office know, know my job. They know that you're the, there. The, the postie knows my job, so he knows that, or she knows that I'm out, you know, in the evening, so I get everyone's parcels Excellent. in, in the street. Yeah. I'm Excellent. like a local delivery office. Yeah, because they think, oh, the magician will be in. He'll be, he'll, he'll be working tonight. He'll be in. So. Excellent. Cool. So, um, yeah, we were talking about your, your therapy um, and, and how that's kind of set you up for doing the, the magician work. Yeah. Uh, is that the right word? Magician work? Yeah. Magic? Yeah. Performing, <laughs> Performing. entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I suppose um, I often think when I'm taking photos and things, you know, like a bit like the headshot session, session we just did, yeah. that I'm kind of performing a little bit because you kind of have to put on a bit of an act in, in a way, I mean, you have to be genuine and authentic, obviously, yeah. to connect with people. But in a way, you're sort of some of the lines and things that you use are quite similar to, you know, across different to, for different people. Yeah, well, that, I, I suppose in the therapy, it's kind of yeah. Well, the only the only difference is the prop that we're holding in our hands, isn't it? So I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, holding yeah. a deck of cards. You're holding a a camera, yeah. um, but you've still got to connect with the person and bring the best out of them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, it it can also depend on you know, the the mood that, that you're in, um, yeah, you know, yeah. so you've got to, I would say that when I'm performing, I'm still the same personality. I don't really change that much, but I do go up a couple of gears, up, up right, a couple okay. of levels. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I watch myself on video, I'm quite shocked. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah, it definitely yeah. brings out a different, you know, a different level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can imagine photographers need that as well, somewhere, somewhere especially depending thing, yeah. on the subject, because I'm sure some subjects are easier than others. Yeah, definitely. You've got to yeah connect more with people, as yeah. I'm sure you know, and uh, in order to bring out the right the right yeah. side of them and everything. And um, yeah, I say that I often say that to Tom when we're doing videos as well. I say like we're actually sort of almost entertaining people when we go and do a video yeah, shoot because it's something so different out of the ordinary that they're yeah. paying to do that they need an experience as well, don't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry, I go off on a tangent there. That's all right. <laughs> so w when you came out of uh, Union, out of art college then, how did you get into the therapy? Uh, so I was doing graphic design in Borton on the Water, and basically I was made redundant. Okay. Um, right. Because I was working for a dot-com company that that went bust. Okay. Um, this, this was really around the time that... Um, the internet kind of exploded. I'm, mm. I'm old enough to remember before the internet as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, so, yeah, so at the time I was doing web design. It was a lovely little company in Borton on the Water. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, basically it folded. We all just got right. um, just got let go, which was a shame. You, yeah. you know, it was, it was a great group of people. Um, but at the time, a friend of mine was doing a therapy course. Okay. Um, and again, a bit a bit like magic, I sort of... I was interested enough in people that I wanted to do the course, but I didn't really intend on doing it as a career. But once I'd done the course and I, and I found an office and saw a couple of people, you know, it was supposed to be a part-time thing, but it, yeah. it very quickly built up into, right, okay. you know, a, a pretty successful business. At one stage, I was seeing 40 clients a week. Wow. Um, because, <laughs> I mean, mental health is a, is a big thing, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. It, even sure. more so now these days, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I found that, you know, there was a real market for it. People needed help. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that was sort of, a, again, just a transition that it probably seemed like it just happened, but 
of course you do work hard at it as well and market yourself yeah. and yeah, um, yeah. A, a bit like magic I think with the therapy world the more people you see the more people phone you mm-hmm. because they say oh this chap helped me you know give mm. them a ring so a bit like the magic world the more gigs you do the more you get yeah, so it's you almost like build a, that momentum. Yeah, really. it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? That yeah. You just get busier and busier and busier because you're actually working more. Yeah, I know what you mean. It always surprises me when we get like a referral from someone that maybe we did some work for, you know, three or four years ago or yeah. something. And you're like, wow, okay, I can see how this is building now yeah. because, you know, the momentum is starting to build on its own because it just takes time, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it? crazy. Yeah, I, I just did... Uh, in December, I did a 30th birthday party yeah. uh, for a girl in Stroud and her family. Yeah. And nine years previously, on exactly the same date, I had done her 21st no way, birthday really? party. So that was, yeah, wow. it, was, it was very strange to be back in the same house. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nine years on the dot yeah, uh, yeah. later. Uh, but, but yeah, so uh, thankfully, the year's looking busier. You know, 2021 was better than 2020 yeah but. i'm sure sure that's the same for most people <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah so should be a busy year Came hopefully yeah so something that always fascinates me uh is you know when you came out of that job in the graphic design you you went into self-employment and that's not always everyone's first thought is oh, I'll, I'll do something on my own set up my own business like a lot of people would think i'll go and find another job yeah so uh, was that like a conscious decision to, that you always wanted to be self-employed or was it kind of something um, more... I, d- I didn't really grow up thinking that I would have my own business. Mm. Uh, so it wasn't a particular goal. I think what did it for me was that horrible feeling of being let go, being made redundant, um, you know, feeling really out of control at the time. Mm. Um, and it wasn't particularly anybody's fault no, you know no. that the, the company just spent too much money, and you yeah. know, just uh, just one of those things. It, it just went. But I think I did feel at that time, right? Whatever I do, I don't really want to work for anybody else. I, really? I want to be in control because you felt so out of control. Yeah, because I felt so out of control. You know, to, to I'm sure lots of people have have been made redundant at some point. You know, it's, it's that was the first time for me, and it's a horrible feeling to. Mm walk in somewhere with a job and then 10 minutes later you're walking out and you've got literally nothing, mm. you, you mm. know. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I didn't really want to go through that feeling again. So I, ha- I think even on that day, I can remember thinking, I don't want to go through this again. Right. And the only way of doing that is to find something where I'm working for myself. So I think mm-hmm. that that triggered some sort of entrepreneurial yeah. spirit that, mi- that might have been there. But I, cer- I certainly didn't grow up thinking, right, I'm going to have my own business. Yeah, and it wasn't obviously your dad. You said was in the military. Yeah, so so it wasn't. So it wasn't yeah, it wasn't really a thing. You know, I just I just thought I'd probably have an office job or something. Or yeah, so uh, yeah, it's a bit weird that the way that my career's worked out. But uh, you know, I think sometimes things happen for the right reason, don't they? So actually, yeah, now yeah. looking back, you know, that that redundancy has has triggered you know, some really nice careers. So Yeah, yeah, it's oft, you often hear that kind of thing, don't you, where yeah. redundancy or something kind of extreme like that just makes you really look at what you're doing and your life yeah. and what you want. And Yeah, you're going down one path, aren't you, and then and then all of a sudden some, something happens Yeah, and you go down a different path. And I think it's it's working out, okay, how if I go down this different path, you know, is it going to be okay? And, and also I, I did think when I was starting to, uh, to be a therapist and I was doing it part-time for a while um, and I was working at, at Gloucester College actually 
um, what is now the University um, uh, Brunswick campus mm-hmm. I was at. And uh, it, it, even then I thought, well, if the therapy doesn't really take off, then I'll just stay here or get another job. Or um, right, yeah. So I've, I've always had the mindset that, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll just do something else. Yeah, so it's never, never sort of, you're never sort of worried too much. Or I mean, I do worry. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, did, yeah. I did worry in the middle of COVID with, with no work, but uh, um, I, I definitely have the sort of mindset where, you know, I, I think if I lose my job, I'll, I'll get another one. I'll do something mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've chopped and changed enough over the yeah. years to think, you know, wh- whatever I do, I'll, I'll have a good crack at it. Do you think you were like that right from the beginning of self-employment, or is that something? That yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you kind of have to have that make or break mindset where you think I'm not going to know unless I try. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of lucky that uh, with Bloster College at the time, where I was doing some graphic design and stuff, um, they they allowed me to be part time with the therapy, so I was just doing okay. sort of one day a week seeing clients. And then, and then I would do two days a week, and then I would do okay, three days a week. Yeah, so, I, so I could, you know, do a bit of both. And then when it got too difficult to do both, that's when I became a full-time therapist. Okay, gotcha. And gave up, yeah. gave up the college job. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really good way of, of doing it. Yeah, so it? I could dip my toe of. in the water and, you know, see that the, the therapy was building up and I'd have enough clients to make, you know, to, to make an income. Yeah, yeah. Out of it. Uh, so in, in none of these instances have I just walked out of a job and, and just, uh, you know, ditched it for something else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, they, they've both been part-time careers first. Yeah. Um, okay. same, same with the magic as well. You know, I was um, seeing clients during the week in my, in my office in Cheltenham yeah. and then doing a couple of weddings at the weekend. Gotcha. So even okay. though I was still self-employed, I was, you know, building up the other one. Okay, okay. So when did the magic sort of come in? Is that something that you've been into since you were a kid? Or? Uh, no, it was actually through a therapy conference where a friend of mine, Mark Vasey, um, did some tricks for me. So right. this, was like our, this was like our annual black tie dinner. Okay. So we'd have like a conference every year, so all the therapists would, would go to this conference yeah, yeah. in the Midlands. Um, and he, d- he did some uh, tricks. I didn't even know he was a magician. <laughs> so uh, he did some card tricks for me, right. and I was absolutely blown away. So I had the same kind of face that I now see in photos on my Instagram, <laughs> and I pestered him for months, Dan. I, I pestered him. Uh, you know, please tell me how it works. You know, I was really, and I think he could sense that I was really keen on the right. idea. Um, and he did a he did a very nice thing actually, uh, which I haven't forgotten. He sent me a book, a card magic book, and some decks of cards right, with okay. a little note inside saying, you know, um, have a go at this. Show me the next time that oh, that nice. we meet. You know, that that you've worked on. And it was a, it was a card trick book on shuffling and and bits and pieces. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so basically everything that I'm doing now is is all thanks to him kickstarting oh, cool. that that journey. Really, um, I love stories like that. It's yeah, like, it's sort of yeah, I get a bit, uh, get a bit emotional. Yeah, when I yeah, no, it's like no, it's <laughs> it's amazing. And one of the things that was uh, super nice was that when so, so the first time he showed me tricks, I guess was in something like 2005 or 2003, something like that. Um, and in 2012, uh, Mark was actually present in the audience at my Magic Circle audition. Oh, cool. Uh, so he managed to get to the Magic Circle in London to watch 
me um, you know successfully audition so that was a lovely kind of moment to see him you know and to think everything that I was doing was you know because of his it's amazing isn't it his kindness really yeah it's kind of like makes you think about what you know the impact they have on people because you know that's kind of yeah. a small gesture but it's also he's gone out of his way to well, it's changed my life get the book and and buy the cards and yeah. send it to you with a note yeah. and as you, yeah as you say it's yeah little, little parcel changed. turned up at my um, <laughs> therapy office in Cheltenham yeah, yeah. Little, little parcel with a note in it you know and and that's it's a sliding doors moment isn't it it's the what yeah. ifs uh, yeah yeah you know so that's something that and also it, if people contact me um, I do talks in schools and things like that sometimes, mm. um, or I'll get emails from parents where their children, male or female, are really into magic and what do yeah. I buy and which books do I get? And I always, I always think of Mark when I get those sorts of inquiries yeah. because I think I I could be helping the next Dynamo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the next generation. You know, when when I retire, somebody else has got to do the entertaining. So uh, yeah. I always think of those sliding doors moments and think Passing if up. I'm doing a talk at school, yeah. you know, just one of those kids m- might go and do something yeah, amazing yeah. in the world of entertainment. You know, you never know what, what you can kind of trigger. Yeah, yeah, um, and it kind of um, you know it grows exponentially, doesn't it? Because yeah. you know he's done that one thing. I'm sure he 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 you know, also very kind to other people as yeah. well. But it's kind of like he's done that one thing for you and that's enabled you to do all these talks and yes. pass it on to multiple. So his one, you know, action yeah. has actually multiplied, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it does make you think about every interaction, like you say, that you have with people, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially the sort of first time. Yeah. Um, you know, again, that it's all down to that connection, isn't it? And I yeah. think I think he could sense that, because everybody says when I'm performing... Um, oh, show us how you did it or tell us how you did it. And of course we can't because yeah. if you're a muggle, then we can't tell you the secrets, unfortunately. If you're a, um, a what? A muggle. A muggle. Yeah. In Harry Potter world, that is a non-magic person. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so... Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's just nice to think that, you know, just because of that one moment, he's had a massive effect on my life. And yeah. I, I have told him that, but I'm not sure he quite realises how much of an effect, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he's had on that. But yeah, uh, that's cool. it's, not, it's nice to think that, you know, in some way I might be able to help someone else to do that one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so as you, you know, as you started learning more and started getting a couple of bookings here and there, then you, you're doing your full-time job in the, uh, in the therapy. Yeah. And you're doing a couple of weddings maybe here and there at the weekends yeah. and, and that sort of thing. And, were you at that stage thinking, well, this could become a full-time thing here, or was it kind of like, oh, this is cool, I'm earning a few extra quid doing something that I love doing? Yeah, it was. I would say it was pretty slow to start off with. So yeah. it was literally sort of one wedding a month or, or right, yeah. one party. Um, because magic was a hobby, I would I would just go to parties, normal parties with, with my friends. Yeah. And once you're a magician, everyone knows... And they will say, can you show us a trick or something? Um, uh, I mean, now, because it's my job, when I go to a party, I don't want to do any magic at all because I'm off duty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it it works the other way around. When when you're a pro, you don't want to do it at all when you're out. I don't take anything with me at all. Um, But when when it's your hobby, you know, you're dying for someone to to ask you, oh, show us a trick. And then you bring your cards out and then very quickly you've got a crowd around you. Uh, So it was was quite a slow burn. You know, it happened over, over a few years. Um, but it did, it did just grow, you know, f- five gigs a month turned into 10 gigs a month. Yeah, um, yeah. And eventually it was just really a financial decision. I was looking at 
paying all this rent in my office. Yeah. And there were quite a few days where, where I wasn't there. Um, so I was just thinking, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm paying all this money for an office and I'm not even using it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is this is silly, you know. I, I need to choose one over the other. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and at the time I thought, right, let, let's let's be a full time magician. Cool, and um, yeah, I guess it's a fairly low overhead kind of occupation. It's apart from yeah, th- thankfully it's pretty it's pretty low. <laughs> you <laughs> don't need a yeah, you'd like to say you don't, don't need an office. Need an office. No stuff. So, I okay. haven't got a lovely studio that that you've got. Looking around. <laughs> well, um, you're welcome to come and uh, <laughs> chill out here anytime. <laughs> hire, hire out a corner of your of your room. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, sometimes I do, I do miss that. You know, you, with, with uh, working from home and doing all my admin and everything and mm. accounts from from home, I do miss that idea of driving to an office and then driving home. You don't get that journey mm. anymore. Mm. Um, I get it, obviously, going to gigs and then driving home, but. Uh, I do. I do miss having a bit of an office space sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think you will one day? Or uh, yeah, maybe. I just don't want to pay the rent. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. It's, it's a big expense, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I do. Good. I do miss it sometimes. And uh, with the with the pandemic, um, some other people might relate to this. But I, I lost out on quite a few of the grants because you needed a premises to okay, be able to claim a grant. Course, and yeah. uh, I even spoke to one of the councillors, one of my local. Uh, county councillors and I, I was sort of in a nice way I was trying to say to them you do realise that people run very successful businesses without an office yeah. <laughs> you know people work in Starbucks don't they yeah, yeah, on their laptop yeah. you know so it seemed like because I didn't have an office I couldn't really claim for for yeah, much yeah it's bizarre uh, isn't it uh, and uh, obviously your, your outgoings are less but uh, that, that's it, that seemed to be a bit harsh mm, mm. Um, but thankfully I think Fingers crossed, we're getting through it now. Yeah, aren't we? yeah, exactly. So, um, so yes, yeah, so, so so just going back to that, but it's worth sort of I think pointing out, like you said, that it was quite a slow process because it's easy to look back on these things and think, yeah, you know, oh, I I, I got some gigs and then I went full time. Yes, of thing, but oh, you can gloss over yeah. it definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. It, no, I, I don't recommend anyone just suddenly leaves their job. Yeah, you know, just just for the sake of it, you know, if if you can do. Two things, you, you know, um, mm. successfully side by side. I mean, all the part-time magicians, they were laughing during the pandemic because, of course, the, you know, they still had an income and still had their, their mm-hmm. normal job, whatever they were doing, nine to five. Right, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, that that's the one time where it would have been helpful to be um, part-time, but obviously yeah. you can't see these things coming. Yeah. Um, so, so how long was it... Um after sort of going full time, that you then uh, became a member of the Magic Circle. Uh, so I, th- I think I joined. I joined the Magic Circle actually before going full time. So I was, I was a part time. I was definitely doing paid gigs. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a prerequisite to doing paid gigs. To no, be in the Magic Circle. No, definitely not. Pe- people tend to know that it's something quite special, even if they're not really sure what it is. Okay. Um, but there are professional magicians that aren't members of the magic circle you don't have to be okay uh, gotcha. i just think for me it's it's a really nice thing to be part of yeah definitely so i mean yeah obviously you can't tell us much about it but <laughs> can you t- tell us sort of a bit about the magic circle yeah yeah I, I can tell you about it yeah 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 uh yeah. so it's a uh some people don't realize it's it's a physical club so there, there is a yeah. building in london right um okay. it is down an alleyway a bit yeah. like harry potter it is genuinely down Excellent. an alley uh <laughs> But it's not Diagon Alley, and it's a it's a beautiful building. It's in Stevenson Way, 
uh, behind Euston Station. Right, okay. And so it's a, it's a magic club made up of professional and uh, amateur or, or hobby magicians. Mm-hmm. Um, mixture of both. There's probably more people in the in the club that are hobbyists than, than professionals, actually. Mm. And like all good clubs, it started uh, in a pub <laughs> with, with a few people having a few drinks saying, why don't we start a magic club? And that was in 1905. Okay. Right. And I think it's become famous in this country because people know that you have to audition to get in. You mm-hmm. cannot just join. Mm-hmm. Um, the process is uh, that two people have to nominate you. Right. So you have to know some magicians to start with. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you get nominated, you then go to London for an interview. Okay. And then if they're happy with that, they invite you to audition. Right. Okay. And then you go to the headquarters in London and um, they do a series of sort of exam nights where they'll have an audience of about 50 members mm-hmm. um, upstairs in one of the rooms. God, must be nerve-wracking. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. And they're the worst audience in the world because, of course, they know how everything is done. They've seen it a million times. Yeah. Uh, I even cracked a joke in the middle of my audition and uh, there was there was nothing. <laughs> Absolute silence. So uh, they're, they're, they're a tough crowd. But, yeah, but. you know, they, they were very nice uh, when, I, when I went in. I remember a chap called uh, Chris Wood, who's, who's a lovely member of the uh, club. I was pacing around and he said, oh, for God's sake, come and join us. You're making me nervous. <laughs> so he, he could sense that I was there for my audition. He, uh, yeah. he, he asked me to come and join his table right, okay. um, in the bar, which was really nice. nice. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's the process to get in. You have to audition. So you have to do eight minutes um, in front of three people that are judging you. Okay. And then they go away and talk about it, and they'll let you know a month later. Right. Okay. And not everyone gets in. You can retake it, but not everyone yeah. gets in. Uh, right. But because I was already performing, I was I was reasonably confident. Yeah. But I, I did have some friends help me with my audition as well. Right. Okay. Okay. And then once you're in, then what was it? Kind of regular meetings and things like that. Yeah. So so they have at, at the club. They do. Uh, well, there's there's a big library. There's a big museum. So they've right. got lots of. Uh, magical artifacts like Houdini's handcuffs and, and water right. tank and things like that. Um, there's a massive library. They have lecture nights where they'll invite, um, you know, top magicians from all over the world to come and talk and lecture and demonstrate. Oh, cool. Um, so they'll teach you new tricks. Yeah, yeah, because everyone in the audience is a magician. Yeah, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's behind closed doors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can, I mean, as, a, as a, a member of the public, you can sometimes go there. So, for example... At Christmas time at the Magic Circle, they'll have Christmas shows and you can buy tickets. Okay. So there are times during the year where you can get into the building. Right. Um, yeah. you, you can even hire it as a venue, I believe. So, okay. you know, it's, it's not shut off to the world, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you would, and, and sometimes with the uh, competitions as well, they'll have like a stage competition, mm-hmm. close-up competition, and they'll want um, some Joe Public in the audience. Yeah, as well yeah. so there's yeah if people look on the website for the mag- or google the magic circle see you know, you can, yeah you can see what's to, what's yeah. available what shows okay. are being uh put on and um and yeah you were, you were saying to me before we started recording that you know you, you you have to sign something to say that you won't give away is it yeah. any tricks or is it like uh yeah it's pretty much anything any of the secrets anything yeah, yeah. yeah. right okay yeah but uh, but those secrets are available in terms of like the books that you learn. If people search hard enough, you like you will you will find stuff. Obviously, with, with the internet, um, but certainly it's very frowned upon if it, if if you're exposing 
yeah. like a stage illusion or um you know, so some of these uh, trick perhaps that they're selling, if, it, if it's a product that they're selling, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. big no-no to share that with, with anyone yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously you share it amongst magician friends, you know, um, we meet up, I meet up with magician friends and we talk mm. about the latest things that we've bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're keen on promoting the art and bringing it forward, but at the same time not sort of spoiling it. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a good thing, really, isn't it? Because you're kind of maintaining that. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, that there's something special about about it. And yeah, it's not just splurging everywhere, and yeah, it would be ruined then, wouldn't it? Yeah, and and I think the idea behind exposure is, if if you upload um, a, a video exposing a trick, then somebody could stumble across it, even mm. if they're not looking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just exposing something for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, whereas if if somebody is determined to find um, you know how a magic trick is done or something that's slightly different if they're really actively looking for it yeah, and they're really yeah, interested in yeah. the art um, a bit like I was with Mark yeah um, so you can you can sense when it's genuine and uh, am I right in thinking there have been people who've sort of specifically like made a thing out of exposing tricks and like I'm, I'm pretty sure there's been some people that have, out that have been kicked out yeah and then kind of but, but they've made that their act almost that they're I, yeah to, I think uh, there's some yeah, I, th- I think there's there's some people that sort of market themselves as, um, you know that that, you know that the bad boys of magic and things like that, or as or as a yeah. marketing thing, um, but yeah, I mean you can get back in as well, so you can you sort of uh, go right, through okay. go through a readmission process. It, yeah. it, it, I think it all depends on the exposure. You know what yeah, what's yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. You know, was it was it accidental? So it it would go to committee. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a lovely club. You know, some yeah. great people in it, and that their mission is to really sort of uh, pr- promote the art Push going the art forwards. Forward. And, yeah, and what's right. lovely about the Magic Circle at the moment is we've got a female president. Right. So okay. for the first time ever. Okay. Uh, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, for the magic yeah. for the magic world. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. Um, okay, so uh, going back to your sort of career yeah. path, and then because um, you, you said. And I said in the intro, um, based off, off, off your bio, that you sent me that there aren't that many full-time magicians in the country. There's probably even less now since yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people, is, yeah. people went back to uh, all sorts of jobs, didn't they? And driving and delivering. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I did a during the pandemic. I did a very short stint in a, in a supermarket, uh, which I actually really enjoyed because the team were great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's probably even less now. So how many, like roughly? I mean, you're oh, one of. I don't know. Pro- probably, you know, a couple of thousand. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's probably a lot of part-time magicians that that also do other things. Yeah. Sure. Um, sure. And, and you know, they're they're probably the sensible ones at the moment, <laughs> g- given the current climate. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm quite proud that I'm busy enough to to make it a career. Yeah. No. You it's know, really people cool. people are often really surprised. What this is your. This is your job, you know. Yeah. What do you do on a Monday morning? Then and I say to them, invoice people. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's no, my job at nine o'clock that, on a Monday. Uh, actually, you're kind of like day. T- you know what your days look like and everything, because uh, I guess you're obviously outperforming in the evenings quite regularly. Usually, usually, yeah. yeah. And yeah. is that sort of how many evenings would you do? Well, every week? every week can be different. So, yeah. uh, in December, for example, with Christmas parties. I would I would almost expect to be out every night in December, right, 
at various Christmas parties. Yeah. And I have a couple of uh, residencies and hotels for um, uh, Boxing Day and over New Year's Eve okay. and New Year's Day, yeah. um, which, which are great. So I do that every year. So, yeah, uh, August, uh, June, July, they're really busy with weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, so every week can be slightly different, Dan. I can, one week I might have two gigs and the next week yeah. I might have ten. Yeah. It's just yeah. very... Um, sort of what's, abs- what's your sort of daytime routine like then? Because you know, obviously, there's marketing, which I wanted to ask you about as well, and, and like you say, invoicing and all that. Yeah, admin and you know, yeah, bookings I'd, and everything. I'm, I mean, I'm not that. Um, I don't really plan my day mm-hmm. down to the nth degree. I, mm-hmm. I just normally have, a, say, a two-hour slot during the day at some point, or maybe even in the evening. Yeah. To to do my emails and invoicing. Yeah. And you know. Um, sending out booking forms and things like that, sorting out my diary. Mm-hmm. So I'll normally just dedicate a bit of time to that right, okay. each day. Yeah, but yeah. because it's your own job, I'm, I'm still usually replying to emails at nine o'clock at night, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. It, yeah. even when I should be putting the phone down. But uh, yeah, um, yeah it's, I, I don't really have a nine to five routine. Don't have a sort of routine um, I do the school it, run yeah. and things like that. So, But are you, uh, I mean, because you, you, you're working presumably fairly late, a lot of nights and things. So do you kind yeah, of yeah, usually, you especially have at to weekends. Catch up on a bit of sleep and. Well, uh, I I don't usually. Um, I, I I do the school run, so I'm normally up and out. Uh, might do a bit of exercise or go for a run or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I mean it's funny because because it's your own business and you're, you know, you're the social media manager, you're the account <laughs> manager, you're the finance director. You know, you've got so many hats. There's always stuff to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, true. at the end of the month, you've got your accounts to do, and yeah, so it's it's time consuming. People don't see that bit. No. When when you're sure. hiring someone that has their own company, yeah. You know, if someone's made a beautiful wedding cake or something, you you, you think they're just making the cake, but of course, <laughs> they're doing their Instagram, they're doing their website, yeah, they're doing yeah. their invoicing. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. I often say to people, it's show business. You know, the word business is in there. It's yeah. it's a full-time business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Just to keep on top of it all, so. Yeah, I think I, I look at it as kind of, there's two two parts, isn't there? There's the, the job of running the business, which yeah. is a whole job. Yeah. And then there's the job of the craft, which in your case is, is doing the magic shows yeah. and everything. Yeah. And that's its own separate thing. I mean, you, you could be like a full-time magician that was employed by someone couldn't you and just yeah, do yeah. that and that would be a full-time job yeah yeah you could or, just or be running the business <clears throat> um or, or yeah you know if you're very successful obviously at sort of dynamo's level then you're going to have a, a management team yeah, uh, to look yeah. after you and they'll they'll do all of that bit um i'm, yeah. I'm not at that sort of level dan <laughs> <laughs> well you are in my uh, eyes <laughs> not, not oh thanks yeah <laughs> i just seen you bend a fork and i was Gloc- like gloucestershire's dynamo you just bent a fork in front of my eyes and i was like <laughs> i didn't even see what happened <laughs> yeah I, I i i definitely can't afford a manager uh so i'm, I'm not i'm not at that level but uh yeah I, it, it's it's just really interesting where people sort of assume that, that the two hours of performing, you know, that that is the job, but they don't see yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. they don't see the two hours drive on the motorway yeah, trying to find good. a parking space. Yeah, yeah, in the pouring rain. St- stopping at a service <laughs> station at 11 o'clock at night on the way back trying to get something to eat. You yeah, know. But yeah. those, we don't Instagram those bits. No, that's usually. it, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but so it's, it, yeah, it's all part of it. In terms of your, your marketing and where your business comes from and everything, I mean, you mentioned referrals, and I'm sure that's a very strong 
you know, it's a, b- a big part of it. So yeah. w- what, is it, what are your sort of marketing activities look like? So uh, with, with social media, the main one for me is Instagram because yeah. I, I do kind of specialise in weddings, although I do uh, private events and parties and corporate events. Yeah. Um, certainly the main core of my business is weddings. That's probably at least 60% of what I do. Mm. Um, so the Instagram market is... Is, is perfect for me. Yeah. Um, lots of bride and brides and grooms are on Instagram looking for trends and, and pictures yeah. and photos and videos. Yeah. Um, so I'll get direct messages on Instagram literally every day. Yeah. Um, you know, please can you check availability for my date? Um, Facebook, I use, uh, I, I do have a business Facebook page, um, Gloucestershire Magician, uh, which I, I try and update. Um, I don't find it quite as successful as Instagram. Mm. People don't seem to message quite as much. Yeah, I think the reach on Instagram is way yeah, better, the, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, it the is. The reach yeah. on business Facebook pages is Yeah, it's is pretty tough, isn't it? I think I've got about 3,000 followers, and when you, post, yeah, post, when, you, when you post, it sends it to about 10 people, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, so I'll occasionally get you know things through Facebook, but for me, I would say either the gig itself, uh, so... At right. a wedding, you know, almost certainly at a wedding, somebody will say, "We're getting married next year. Can we have your business card?" Yeah, yeah. Because um, they'll suddenly have the idea of of doing it. Um, so that sort of continuation of um, seeing people at, at gigs and then they book you for something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for for me personally, Instagram is Instagram. is the biggie. Yeah. Then what about sort of making connections with like you mentioned hotels and things like that? Do you have to do a lot of that because uh, I know when I sort of dip my toe into the wedding photography business it was kind of you know a lot of like you've got to reach out to the venues and yeah you know try and get your photos on their websites and you know you've got to get in with all these people and that yeah that's true that's very true well certainly at the start of my career I would probably do a lot more wedding fairs th- than I do now yeah um so I did get to meet you know a lot of these venue people through that and I think especially working at the same venues again and again and again you do naturally build up uh, you know, a connection with staff if if they're there for long enough, and mm-hmm. you know, I see the same staff um, again and again and again over years, which is really helpful. Yeah. Um, one of my main goals when I first sort of thought about it as a business, I still don't know whether I've achieved this or not, but I did think to myself, I want, I want every venue in Gloucestershire to know my name. <laughs> cool. That's a good in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so so if someone inquires for a magician, I, I want every single venue manager Top of the or, or, or event planner to think I know someone. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think I've I've certainly been able to do that with a lot of venues. Yeah, um, You know, and then and then just just be good on the day and really nice and polite and work as part of a team, and they'll keep recommending you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think yeah, that's something I've been just been be a thinking. nice person to work with, and then. Yeah. You know, the gigs, re- I, I tell new magicians this, you know, if you're just a good person to work with, the gigs will come in. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to be good at magic, good with people, nice to work with, work as a team. So even on the wedding day, um, you know, I'll always think of myself as part of a team. I don't think of myself as being there on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's something I remember hearing once on a, a sort of wedding photography podcast or something. It was someone that was, you know, quite successful saying... Yeah, when I'm when I'm there, I'll I'll go. Oh no, no, sorry, it wasn't wedding photography. It was an event photographer. Okay, uh, I know. I think in the states, and he was saying, yeah, when I go in and I'm shooting the event, 
you know, if chairs need moving and things, I'll go and help. You know, I'll go and help the staff yeah, move chairs I've done around that, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's just about being, like you say, super helpful and yeah, and it's being. yeah, it's re- it's recognizing it, isn't it? That I, I I don't want to sort of just go in there and go out and not talk to anyone. You know, if 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 I'm at someone's wedding, you know, and the venue is allowing me to be there, then you know, the, the the wedding day is a whole package, isn't it? We're, we're all yeah. there for one purpose, and that is yeah. to make the bride and groom and their guests have the yeah. best day ever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if it means moving a couple of chairs, I've, I've you know, put name tags out on, on the wedding breakfast tables. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if I can help, I will. And I think little things like that go a long yeah. way because then, you know, people will recommend you or they'll just say, yeah, he's nice to work with. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the best pieces of business advice I ever heard was just simply don't be a fill in the blank. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, and some people are like that. And, yeah. and you think, I don't know how you're that busy. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't um, it? Yeah, there, there are there are some uh, some strange people around. But, um, but I think you can go a long way just by being a, you know, a pretty good person and just yeah. you know, easy to work with, you know, turn up on... I say, I say to um, new magicians or teenagers if they're looking into getting into entertaining i say you know get the basics right turn up on time make sure it's the right yeah. venue um, <laughs> uh you know be, be, be smart be professional yeah. be professional on the phone over email you yeah. know it's, there's, there's so many bits to it but if you just get the basics right you yeah. will you will get the work and you will be busy yeah yeah i think um I've recently started thinking that, like, in its sort of most basic form, business is just letting people know that you exist. Yeah. And then doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do those two things... Yeah, that's, know, that's, that's really it, isn't it? oversimplifying it, but, you know, that, that that's really it, isn't it? But I think, yeah, <laughs> and, and especially with our sort of job, it's a service, isn't it? There's no physical... Well, there is a physical product with you because you've got the... You know, if, if you print it out, it's a physical product, but... But with me, it's a service, isn't it? So I need yeah. to make I need to make sure that the service is good. Mm. And to me, that that isn't just the magic tricks. That's um, you know, even in the communication before the day itself, you know, providing yeah, yeah, a good yeah. service, trustworthy. Yeah. Um, I'll phone people f- before the wedding to double check the timings. You know, have I got this right mm. on the form? Because timings can change. Um, yeah, no, so it's no, just. No. On the on the sort of corporate side of things, then, because it yeah. looks like you do a fair bit, or, or you were anyway, on the corporate side. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of business, um, you know, corporate parties, and I think trade shows was on your. Doesn't trade shows, yeah. Things like that. Um, is that a big percentage of of what you do in terms of your total, or? Uh, it certainly was. I think it's it's changed slightly. It was certainly in twenty twenty one. I did more weddings. Um, as I said to you just before we started recording, you know, I lost a couple of the Christmas parties because mm. people were, um, you know, understandably panicking about the new variant and yeah, if the yeah. self-isolation was going to go over Christmas Day, you know, yeah. people didn't want to go out quite as much, which, yeah, which is understandable. Sure. Um, so I think the corporate bookings are probably a little bit down compared to a normal year. Yeah. Um, but they will bounce back, I'm sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I still had a busy December. Yeah. And... Well. Yeah, so what's fun about those, the the best bit, I think, is uh, I often get to work with other magicians. Okay. Um, so we call them multi-man jobs, even if there's ladies w- working as well. I've got a, <laughs> um, a really good friend of mine, a uh, female magician called Kerry, who's right. wonderful. We've, we've worked together many, many times. And uh, 
So often at these corporate events, they're so big, they'll have like 10 magicians or five magicians. And that's when it's fun, when you're all in the green room chatting, having a meal together or something, or having a coffee. Um, Is everyone like doing tricks on each other? Yeah, well, we're certainly looking at each other's cases. What have you bought recently? (laughs) (laughs) Looking at all the different props and things. uh, Yeah, (laughs) so it's it's very much like that. Who's got the latest toy? Yeah, yeah. But that's that's nice, you know, because it can be quite a lonely occupation sometimes yeah, driving yeah. home on your own uh, but when it's a big corporate event i've done a lot in grosvenor hotel in london right okay. and often uh, that big ballroom has you know a thousand people so there yeah. will be literally like 10 or 15 magicians cool. um, <laughs> so corporate events are hard sometimes yeah. because uh there's lots of interruptions like speeches and awards and right, i'm yeah, just about yeah. to walk up to a table to entertain them and then suddenly the the ceo will come back on the microphone and you'll have to stop yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's you know, they're sometimes really tricky events but yeah it's yeah. nice to see magician friends so i was um, i was looking at your linkedin page and i was looking at your some of your videos you know of you doing magic at events and things yeah. and it it sort of struck me that you've got to be you've got to have a good level of self-confidence to do this haven't you i, I think yeah i think so because <laughs> uh, i was I, even as i was reading your linkedin page i was like what you've written, the copy and everything sort of exudes confidence, which you want in a magician. Yeah. Like, I, I was just reading it, it was brilliant, you know, the way you'd written it and everything. And um, and then when I was watching your videos, I was like, wow, yeah, to go up to people and, you know, do that in close quarters and everything, and, and you, you've got to sort of be confident in what you're doing, and you've got to sort of, you know, we talked earlier um, before we started about sort of crowd management and, you know, kind of being in control of the situation and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I think that confidence comes with time, though. I think if you'd seen me very early on, I can still remember my first ever paid gig. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, tell us about and, that. And, uh, oh, it was a lovely event. It was just like a corporate party booked through, yeah. through a friend of mine. Um, but I remember my hands visibly shaking. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, lots of new magicians will, will say things like, how do I stop my hands shaking? And the, the honest answer is stage time. You've just got to get out and do it. Yeah. And once yeah. you've done 10 weddings, you won't be as nervous as your first wedding. So yeah. unfortunately, there aren't really any shortcuts. And uh, yeah. I, I am confident now, but that confidence has only come through doing it yeah, a, a yeah, lot. Yeah. You know, you, you certainly do not start off with that level of confidence. It, yeah. it comes from being in lots of different situations, dealing with hecklers. Yeah dealing with last minute changes at events and yeah, uh, yeah. you know just kind of going through all those experiences and then you become confident because you think well I've, I've kind of I've, I've seen it you know and, yeah, and yeah, lived yeah. through it and you know managed to yeah. get through a difficult gig or something so yeah. Uh, but yeah I, so I wouldn't worry if someone's listening and they're starting out and they don't feel that confident at the moment because it, it will come yeah, um, yeah it comes sure. from experience uh, and you also you also have to. It was interesting what you were saying about photography. You know, going up a couple of levels. We are performers. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they they have that phrase, don't they? The tears of a clown. <laughs> you know that that uh, stand up comedians and people like that maybe aren't as sort of uh, confident in real life as they are on stage. And I, th- I think there is a lot of truth to that. You right, know, just yeah, yeah. when if if you saw me performing and then you saw me in normal everyday life i think mm. i think you would see a difference 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, as I watched those videos, I was like, wow, it's so sort of you know boisterous. And yeah, yeah, you you and, go up a couple of gears, yeah, and I'm yeah, pro yeah. probably a bit quieter than that in in normal everyday life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you've got a very calming presence. Yeah, <laughs> it's the therapy voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I should do some CDs or something or downloads. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think confidence is is a weird thing, isn't it? We, we all want it. Um, but I think the only way that you can get it and develop it is by doing the things that, that are difficult, that scare you. Uh, yeah. And people think performing is really easy, and it, but it isn't. You know, getting up in front of people, um, most people have memories of doing a speech mm -hmm. or a best man's speech and things like that. You know, yeah, well, yeah. if you remember how nerve-wracking that was, then that is what performing is like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the only difference would be it's like I do a best man speech, you know, five times a week for 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you get good at it. And then you get good at it. Yeah, yeah. it's that 10,000 hour thing, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, it? absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. If, so if someone's listening and thinking, oh, I still get nervous every time I do a gig, don't don't worry, it, it will yeah. pass. It's the same, yeah, like you say, it's the same with anything though, isn't it? I mean, I remember when I was first getting into photography and I'd be super nervous, you know, yeah. doing like a sort of headshot session or doing product photography in front of a client or something like that and you're yeah. just like, oh, am I going to get it right? But like you say, over time, you just because you get more confident in what you're yeah. doing, you know you know what you're doing more, don't yeah. you? And uh, that brings the confidence. So you have to you have to push yourself into the out of the comfort zone. Yes. In order to to build, don't you? Yeah, and I think feedback is important as well to mm. to help you develop. So I'm very lucky to have some really good magician friends uh, that that you know I stay in contact with all the time. We probably phone or text each other every day right, yeah. about different things. Um, so having a support network helps your confidence. Yeah. Right. If you have a, a difficult gig, you know, being able to phone someone afterwards, or, or you know, how would you deal with this, or what would you say? Right. Okay. Um, so having having some kind of support network, whatever your industry is, uh, is is important. Yeah. Um, being able to, you know, speak to someone about it. Um, yeah, and also, you know, point. also test yourself. If you if you always go for the easy situations, you're not going to really build your confidence. You know, you've got to mm. test yourself um, and get feedback as well. So if you can get testimonials from clients, that helps your confidence. Mm. Mm. You know, if you if you get really nice reviews all the time, then that definitely makes you feel better because you think, right, I am providing a good service because yeah. enough people have said that now that I start to believe it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so feedback's imp important, you know, get testimonials, get Google reviews yeah, to help you um, increase your own mm. uh, self-belief. You know, th these are what people are writing about your business. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what's, the, uh, what's the most difficult heckle that you've ever had to face? Um, now, heckles I'm fine with. I think I've heard it. Or the most heard difficult all situation. The, yeah, I, th I think I've heard everything. Um, <laughs> We always get magicians always get can you make my wife disappear? We've all heard that a million times. Uh, so hackles are fine. I don't mind if anyone says anything to me. Um, what does happen sometimes when people are very very drunk is they get very grabby. Okay. So they'll, they'll yeah. grab me or grab the props. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that can get a little bit more difficult because it's physical then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do remember, and it's always stuck in my mind. It was a very weird situation where a girl was very drunk. And she asked if she could shuffle the deck of cards that I had. Yeah. And normally I would say no, but for some reason that, that day I said, um, yeah, you can. And, uh, 
and then when I gave her the deck of cards, she just threw them all on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just you know, everyone just stood there, and I thought it was a really odd thing to do. Um, and I didn't pick them up. I just went to my car and got another deck of cards out. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. So people, and nine times out of ten, it's it's the drink people do or say things yeah, that yeah. you know they wouldn't say or do normally, but they've had a few. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, mag- magicians do deal with with the the drunk people at the weddings, yeah, the drunk uncle. You know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes the girls are worse. Actually, it's the girls that are sort of uh, <laughs> lying on the ground or something. But um, usually, with most weddings, I'm gone by the time that happens. Yeah, right. But, but by about nine o'clock, I'm usually gone. So what's a typical stint in a wedding? A couple of hours or something? Yeah. So a wedding, I would normally do perhaps either the drinks reception for an hour and a half during the afternoon, yeah. and then. If it was an evening gig at a wedding, I'd probably do a couple of hours after yeah, the yeah, meal. Yeah. So, uh, like a lot of magicians, I will often do two weddings in a day. Yeah. So I'll do a drinks reception at one place and then go yeah. somewhere else for the evening right, if I can okay. fit it in. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, so in terms of like where you're heading with your business and everything, what's your kind of goal? What's the sort of pinnacle? Where, where, where yeah, that's a great question. I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Lately, I'm getting older. I'm going through. I'm going through a midlife crisis. Uh, so there's a, there's a couple of different directions. I I do love performing. Yeah. And um, over over the last couple of years, we've got into cruises as okay. a, as a as a family. I never thought I'd be that sort of person because I always thought cruises were for old people, but they're not. And every cruise that we've been on has been absolutely amazing. Right. Just okay. a, just an incredible holiday. So I do quite like the idea of performing on some cruises okay and i know some friends that have done it right okay. um i don't think it's an easy world to get into but it's it's one of those things that i haven't done uh-huh. and i would yeah, like to yeah. have a crack at it Take you need it <laughs> you need to have a good stage show you need to yeah. have a good um sort of presence for them to trust you enough to book you yeah, yeah. um but it, you know now that my children are getting a bit older and it's a bit more doable to be away perhaps for a week at a time or a couple mm. of weeks at a time. That certainly appeals to me mm-hmm. over the next few years if I can develop cool. um, especially a stage act that's strong enough yeah, to, yeah. to be booked on a, on a cruise line. Um, so that's one possibility. Um, the other area that I've always quite fancied is the sort of MC route, uh, you know, host hosting an awards evening okay. or, yeah, or yeah. after dinner speaking or something like that okay. uh, yeah, where yeah. you know you're, you're you're the chap at the front yeah sort of hosting the whole evening okay, um, gotcha. yeah, I, yeah. I think I would I would fall into that category quite easily yeah I could imagine you doing that. Uh, <laughs> you know and, and I know people that, that do that so that would be quite a natural extension of um, perhaps performing less but still being involved in events i suppose in that role you could still do a couple of tricks yeah you you could do and i, I know people that that do that mm. um there's a there's a lovely chap called uh, john simonet who's a, a fantastic magician fantastic speaker uh, i've worked with him he's a he's a, a lovely chap and yeah he, he'll do that so he'll do after dinner speaking and yeah, um yeah. hosting i've worked with him when he's hosted awards hosted parties and uh, he'll he'll do some tricks Right, okay. as well so yeah. I think that's a lovely sort of bit of both yeah, you know yeah. I do I do worry slightly about getting older as a performer you know whether there's a there's a sort of an age limit no I don't reckon but I, th- I think with corporate it's not too bad I think I think with weddings they'll probably go for a younger magician eventually do you but reckon uh, yeah uh, I don't 
Uh, Maybe. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Won't we? Twenty years younger than you say you are. Thanks. Anyway. Yeah, because I've not really worked very hard. <laughs> when when I did that stint in Sains in in the Sainsbury's supermarket, um, who were brilliant, by the way. Um, I've never worked so hard in my life. <laughs> oh, honestly, I couldn't wait to get back to performing because, uh, yeah, I, I did some night shifts and they were hard work. Yeah, yeah. These uh, yeah. these key workers were work really hard, man. Yeah. Really hard. So. Uh, and what about um, like the ultimate trick then? Is there a trick that you would like love to learn one day? That's like the ultimate. Um, that's a great question. I I'm not very good at coin magic, and that's always something that's kind of eluded me. Right. Okay. Uh, some people, no some magicians are, are fantastic with coins. <laughs> yeah. And that that's something that I still need to work on. It's okay. you know it, it's an area that I'm not very good at, and I should be. Right. Okay. So that's something that I need to need to work okay, on. Okay. So it's more a sort of general area rather. Than yeah. It's a like a general category. Of... Yeah. There's no, there's no one trick that I think you know I want to do that, but it's it's like an area of magic that I don't really do. Yeah. And I, and I think too. you know every magician needs to know at least one coin trick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a staple, isn't it? <laughs> you know, uh, uncle, you know, coin producing from behind the ear with a little kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so that's something that I've not really, you know, I'm, I'm good at other stuff. Uh, cards is probably my my main thing. Right. And you've, you've seen today I use ropes and forks and other yeah. props. Uh, but, yeah, that's certainly an area that I'm not I'm not great at, right, that okay. I still need to work on. Right. So there's always stuff to learn, always. Yeah, I bet, yeah, it's pretty, pretty limitless, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's always something that you can improve. I mean, even tricks that I've done for years, I'll find ways to improve it, or I'll think of a yeah. line that's really funny, and I'll add that into the routine. So you're all, you're always changing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Even something, you know, you can almost do one routine for ten years, and it takes ten years to get good at it. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, it's a yeah. bit like that where you keep changing it all the time and yeah, making sure. it better and better. Just perfecting it like comedians yeah. and just perfecting their jokes yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Cool. Well, um, as if by magic, <laughs> we've got to an hour. Just just smashed through the hour. Uh, I've been that's gone quick. Going over in my mind whether to say that as if by magic, but hopefully it's not too cheesy. <laughs> that's that's fine. I'm sure you've heard it before. Yeah, as, lo- as long as no one's saying, "Can you make my wife disappear?" Yeah. What's the stop response to that? I normally say, uh, "She asked," and ladies go first. Okay. <laughs> Uh, or, or, or I'll say something like I, I don't take requests I'm not a DJ okay. <laughs> um, but yeah it's uh, quite often we'll just roll our eyes you know there's nothing you can say to a performer that they haven't heard yeah, really. yeah that's it, um, it but to be fair sometimes the banter is really funny and people do c- come out with some funny things yeah yeah um, so that can almost that, that, that can that can make it as well so on my Instagram there's lots of pictures of people laughing and people laughing at weddings and and I can guarantee that that's usually because of something that someone has said it's probably not the trick itself yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it's something that somebody said or something that I've said that, that's made them all laugh right yeah 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 so th- don't don't <laughs> stop heckles you know just just don't grab people <laughs> <laughs> don't grab people. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't grab your friendly neighborhood magician cuz we're, we're, ju- we're just out there trying to do a job <laughs> excellent um right on that note um your website again, gloucestershiremagician.co.uk. Yeah. Uh, Instagram's probably the best place for people to go and find you and see your latest. Yeah, pro- probably pieces. the easiest. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. 
and you're very good at Every responding day. to those messages. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> uh, and then you are on LinkedIn as well. So I am. So if people are looking on the more kind of corporate side. That yeah, if they just search Richard Parsons uh, or, or Richard Parsons Gloucestershire Magician, yeah, it, it should come up pretty it. easily. Yeah, and on Instagram it's Gloss Magician, G-L-O-S, which is the short, sort of shorthand um, version of Gloucestershire. Yeah, so yeah, Gloss yeah. Magician. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, uh, Richard. Thanks well, for thanks for in. having me in your studio, Dan. And uh, yeah, it's been, been really fun. And thanks so much for your time. No worries. Take care. Cheers. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.